Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 69 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, we'll be giving you our thoughts and takeaways from a nail-biting super wildcard weekend before we gear up for the AFC divisional round matchup between the Chiefs and the London Jaguars. Sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But first... Why It's been a nice, relaxing break, hasn't it, mate? No heart palpitations, just chilling out, watching the NFL games, everything unfolding. Well, I don't, don't know if that's strictly true. Certainly not in the NFL, I wasn't getting heart palpitations. No, no. <laughs> um, but Arsenal versus Spurs, on the other hand, whoa. that was a doozy, well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys know that I support Arsenal? Arsenal. I'm going to start putting alerts on here. Yeah. I am. Well, they beat Tottenham. They beat Pete Sweeney's team, Spurs. Yeah. Um, Arsenal. They beat their bit of rivals the first time they've beaten Spurs away from home since 2014. The first time an away team has won that fixture in 17 attempts. I'll let wow. you know. So, Stop. yeah, Arsenal won. 2 0. They're currently eight points top of the Premier League. The Chiefs. Ah, I keep saying, look over your shoulder. Uh, who, I, I keep turning around. There's no one there. Um, and <laughs> they, these these people just get seem to be getting further and further away. But yeah, all is well. The Chiefs, number one seed, wonderful. Arsenal, number one in the Premier League. Do you know the number mm-hmm. one rated podcast on this channel? Yeah. Us two. Yeah. I, you know, we're like, going for new heights. That's what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, we go over them. Watch, Watch out, out, Jason Kelsey Travis. Travis. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, no, it's just all is well. All is yeah. well in the world. Like, don't get me wrong, we could be sitting here in seven days' time recording a podcast, like so <laughs> off and so angry that this would be the last time we talk for seven months. Like, that, yeah. that is, it, there's a, that. Honestly, that could happen. But right now, as we record Tuesday evening for a Wednesday afternoon release, we're all is well, all is right in the world. It's it's good. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very good, should we say. Yeah, Wednesday release. I think it is the same time as New Heights podcast. So we we yeah, we're we're going tour to tour with them. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon Travis even knows who we are. I'm sure he's looking over his shoulder just like Newcastle is. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Arsenal's looking over the shoulder at yeah. Newcastle. Who's that dot in the distance? What is that? Um, no, that is a good podcast, to be fair. It's like, brilliant, isn't it? It's they, really they, they have absolutely nailed that. Like, it's uh, podcasting's hard, and it is oh, hard. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't even think we're very good at it yet. And we've done like 200 podcast episodes together <laughs> in, in total. But we've got two, a lot better. I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh, we've God, got you. a heck oh, of God. a lot better. Jeez, we were terrible. But those two, and it obviously helps that their brothers have grown up with each other, but they've absolutely like hit the ground running with that. And yeah. it's the number one sports podcast in the world at the moment. And rightly so. It's, it's just fantastic. I don't even think you need to be a Chiefs or an Eagles fan to enjoy it. No. You just need to enjoy the sport and enjoy those type of relationships. Um, and just to see two brothers who clearly get along incredibly well mm-hmm. and know each other and play off each other so well. It's, it's, it's awesome. Awesome. I'm interested to see how it goes in the second season, because obviously they 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 run the risk of repeating content into yeah. the second season, a bit like me and you do. We basically say the same <laughs> every year, just everyone else forgets. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm interested how they get on with the second season. But as far as 
new podcast go like new heights kudos to them they're, they're absolutely smashing it and they are just yeah an excellent lesson it was interesting because they asked one of the questions didn't they that everybody's been asking uh and i think wasn't it the last one they did i think with uh gronk when they were saying basically you know the uh, who's the number one tight end kind of thing, and and it's the it's those kind of questions that you want to hear from the players mm. direct from the mouths, you know, and what what they feel about it. Now I will say that Gronk and Kelsey were a bit cop outs here because they were saying, "Oh no, you elevate my game. Oh no, you elevate my game. No, but mm. you, you you're you're really good and you're brilliant. You hang up first. No, you then, hang up. Yeah, first. it was like, oh come on, <laughs> just tell us what you really think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, do you know what? I actually haven't given that a listen yet. I Have you not given that listen? I will no. give it. I like because I like Gronk and I know a lot of people hate him, but yeah. I quite like him. Like he is just a goofball. Let, let's be honest. Like <laughs> he 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 he's just a bit of a moron, but he's just he's living his best life and has le- lived his best life. Like the whole resting thing. I know people get like on his case for that, but like, come on, you have the opportunity to go back and like I don't know, just because you're famous, go and wrestle in WWE, WWF. You you'd absolutely take it. I would right now. Oh, like, someone oh, says oh, you. Oh, or use a Lombardi trophy as a baseball bat. Exactly, yeah. yeah like, you'd do it, why, wouldn't you? Why why, why not, eh? Why not? So I like Gronk. And Travis Kelsey's a bit of the same. He's a bit of a goofball. And like, I can I can imagine him doing similar sort of things to what Gronk does yeah. or has done uh, in the future. So, yeah, um, I like him. I'm going to listen to it and I, I will yeah. enjoy it. I I would love to see Gronk come back and play for the Chiefs. That would be, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Gronk on one side. Kelsey on the right, like it'd be good. It'd be good. Pretty good, wouldn't it? It would be pretty good. No, I think I think he's I think he's quite happy with the way he is now as Gronk. I think he's yeah. quite quite happy with himself, what he's achieved and stuff. And quite quite rightly, he's achieved a heck of a lot. So yeah, down to Kelsey to chase him now. Yeah, well, we are in business, Tom. Yeah, uh, just wanted to go through a few things before we actually get into the um, <laughs> the wild card, the super wild card round. Um, there's a lot of talk at the moment of QB landing spots as well for such as Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Um, I know it's a Chiefs podcast, but something like this is obviously big news. I mean, especially players like that. Do you think Lamar Jackson is going to leave the Ravens, or they, they, or they just do they have to just simply sign him or resign? I think they him? should sign him. I think they should. Yeah, but I don't think he will sign. With them. Do you not think? No, because. You've got the two contracts coming up, well, three if you include Tua, but you've got potentially Herbert and Joe Burrow expecting to get paid mm. this offseason. And with those two contracts, Jude, that's only going to elevate the price for Lamar Jackson. He's going to see what them two get paid. The Deshaun Watson contract last summer doesn't help. All the crazy callback contracts going around Kyler Murray last year, that doesn't help. And the price for a callback contract just keeps going up and up and up. And the Ravens weren't happy or weren't willing to pay it last year. And I don't see why they think they will pay it this year. I I, I think Lamar Jackson's done in Baltimore. Really? And I do. I, I've, I've had this feeling for a few weeks now, and I've, I've mentioned it on Power Rankings a few times that I feel like he's done. And I just, with him not playing on Sunday, and I know he's injured, but you got, for quite a second, you've got Sammy Watkins coming out and calling him out for not playing through an injury. Sammy freaking Watkins, who, who spent <laughs> half of his career injured, is cool. Like, you know it's bad when he's calling you out. When he's calling like, you out. Like, yeah. I love Sammy. I love Sammy, but pot kettle black, mate. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we love Sammy, but yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. keep quiet on yeah. that one, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it was a bit, it was a bit odd, but I think he's done. I do. I, I think there will be someone, and he, I think he knows this, there will be someone out there willing to pay over the odds for Lamar Jackson. And I think there's, there's some rumblings, I, or there's some whispers, maybe through his agent, that probably said, "If he's free, we'll be, yeah. we might be well, tempted." I, obviously, they can tag him, can't they? And if they tag mm. him, he's got to get the contract, which I think was the average of the top five contracts, isn't it? I think that's the way it works. Yeah. But then, obviously, that he's got to sign that first, and then obviously, if he does sign it, then there is open to trades. And I can see, I can honestly see teams giving up picks for him. I do. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Picks and, and then making him probably the highest paid quarterback in the league because that's the way it works. The next guy, if you're good, will get paid. And um, it's hard to begrudge Lamar that. I think what he's done for Baltimore, the type of player that he is, I've, he's excellent. He's a phenomenal yeah. player. If he plays on Sunday, they win that game. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It is, if he plays on Sunday, if we played the last couple of months, the Baltimore Ravens potentially the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. That's that's how good a team they are. And that's how good he is. And to yeah. lose a player like that would be, I think, catastrophic for them. I, mm-hmm. I think it would be mad to to try and 
hide the, the, how good Lamar Jackson is. But you, you just, if you're the Ravens, you've got to just offer him that contract. But I just don't think they will. Mm. I, I, I honestly don't think they will. And the Ravens are going to be kicking themselves in a couple of years when he's like, I don't know, the Patriots quarterback. Or yeah. The Can you see him at the Raiders? Or someone like, sorry? Can you see him at the Raiders? Can you imagine the AFC West then? I hope not. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm starting to fear that. I've just, now I've just said it. I thought, oh God, I actually fear that, that we could yeah. have Russell Wilson. I know he's not been great this year, but Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes all in the same league, in the same division. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of teams that could potentially come in for Lamar if he was available. And the one that sticks out to me the most is probably mm. the Patriots. I think they're yeah. the bookies' favourite. Um, I think he would be devastating with uh, Belichick. And like it would just, mm. I think he could be the answer. And obviously, there are other teams that probably want to get involved as well. The Colts, we know that they like a veteran quarterback. It's, it's kind of their yeah. thing. But yeah, I don't, they can't let him go, can they? Like, yeah. More for them if they do, but they're surely not. Well, uh, surely the NFC in- North are seeing everything, you know, so this guy leaves the division. Yeah. I mean, injuries could be the main thing because he has been injured quite a bit, especially the last couple of seasons, haven't he? So, uh, you know, it, it, it could be playing in the mind, maybe, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention uh, Tom Brady. Um, it looked as though he's given his last press conference at, uh, at Tampa Bay. Um, can you can you see him carrying on going somewhere else, or yeah. can you just see him? That's it. I've I've hung it up. Nah, he's going to join Josh McDaniels in in Las Vegas. He's the next Raiders quarterback. Don't say that, please. He he's the one coming to division. I'll really? I put my house in it. If if I don't own this house, by the way, I only rent it. But if I owned it, I put it. <laughs> um, you can't give it out. You can't give it away. Yeah, mate. yeah. I'm not allowed to <laughs> sublet it. So, <laughs> um, like, if. Brock Purdy wasn't doing Brock Purdy things. I would have said potentially the next 49ers quarterback. But Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. And mm. Kyle Shanahan's proven that he could have you a quarterback and it would work out. It's That's yeah. just who he is right now. So Tom Brady mentioned, do you remember it came out a few months ago that that, that bitch was Derek Carr? And that was the <laughs> one that stopped him from... from yeah. He was the guy that stopped him from signing with Vegas before signing with Tampa. And... Yeah. With Josh McDaniels being there, and we know the success that Tom Brady's had with Josh McDaniels in the past, I think Tom Brady is the next Raiders quarterback. I do. I think he's come to vision. Mm-hmm. I think we we all thought was was Mahomes versus Brady six going to be the last one. I think we're going to get Mahomes versus Brady seven. We're going to get it versus eight. We're going to get Mahomes versus Brady nine. Mahomes versus Brady ten. I think with when all said and done, we're going to have ten volumes of this thing. And um, yeah, I, I honestly, I I'm more sure of Tom Brady being the Raiders' quarterback than I am with Bol- uh, with Baltimore not signing Lamar Jackson really? for an extension. Yeah, you see, because I, where I stood on this was, um, I always thought that because the Niners were, uh, well, the Tom Brady's childhood team, and I just thought, wouldn't it be fitting to finish your career in the place to where you know you you fell in love with the game basically. If, they can't, if, they, if the 49ers go and win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, they can't then bench him. <laughs> well, this is this is the other thing because at the minute the Niners are probably the probably one of the most complete teams out there at the minute that that Brady would love to get behind. He'd love he'd love to get behind that all line. He'd love to have that running back that running back stable. He'd love to have that wide receiver room. Yeah, but um, and he would just love it there. He would love. It. He would love it there. He, he he seriously would. And it's it's a perfect. I would love it there, but it doesn't mean it would happen. Oh, yeah, but it's a perfect situation there, isn't it? And but like you said, Bronk Purdy just seems to be putting a bit of a spanner in the works because they're thinking, well, we don't really have to pay, overpay for this kid. Yeah, and he's doing absolutely amazing, which he is, and he's already beaten Brady. So why not stick with him? You would, and obviously you've you got would. the Trey Lance thing as well. Trey Lance is going to come back from injury. Yeah. You got that. You can't draft Trey Lance, and then. Make him what your third string quarterback within a year because you've got this Mr. Irrelevant guy and then Tom Brady. Like, that can't happen. He, he's not going to be the 49ers quarterback. So the, the Niners are in a really difficult position with the quarterbacks here, aren't they? <laughs> what do they do? Do they put all of their eggs in one basket with Brock Purdy because he is balling out? Or do they go with a, a seasoned vet who has always loved the team as a kid? And you know, I just, in I many regards, is the greatest quarterback of all time as well. Yeah, that kind well, of I didn't, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know like, how much better. I can't believe I'm about to say how much better is Tom Brady than Brock Purdy right now? Like he's good, Tom Brady, but it's he's not 
Tom Brady of old. Like when no. you talk about the best quarterbacks in the league, you don't talk about Tom Brady in that aspect anymore. It's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Justin Herbert. It's those kind of guys. Lamar Jackson. Like Tom Brady is in the top ten, but he's not one of the guys. Like yeah, he'll make him better. He'll bring it. He'll steady the ship as well when things are bad. But in terms of actual talent, arm talent right now, is Tom Brady a million miles better than Brock Purdy? Like mm-hmm. why? Why would you want to unsettle the ship? For Tom Brady, I, I wouldn't. I think it sends out the wrong message to all your young players if you go and sign this guy, um, yeah. especially if you're a young man playing well like Brock Purdy is. Um, they've got, a, they've got a run. the 49ers going. I think they're going to make the Super Bowl now. I think they're the best yeah. team. I think they're probably they're the best team left in the entire in, in the entire playoffs. So, I they made the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. They've got a run with him for another year. Yeah, and Tom Brady yeah. will come to Tom Brady will come to Vegas, and we're going to have Brady, Wilson, Herbert, Mahomes in the same division. Right. Well, I'm saying Niners, you're saying Raiders. Let's see where it goes. Eh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right, let's get into the Super Wildcard weekend. Um, because, yeah, like we said at the beginning of the show, we kicked back, we were chilling out, and we thought, eh, we'll watch a few games, see how it goes. My God, what a Super Card, Super Card, Super Wildcard weekend we got in the end because nail-biting mm. games, and in and, and games that we didn't think were going to be nail-biters. They were going to be blowouts, according to us, and, were, and according to every other media outlet out there. Yeah. It was going to be blowouts, and it just did not materialise, but it was so exciting. It, yeah. for, for, for neutrals like us, I mean, neutrals, yeah, we, we, we're sitting waiting for the Chiefs to uh, you know join the party after this, but it felt like we are in a neutral situation where we were just enjoying the game of football, and this was just a absolute mind-blowing Super wildcard weekend, wasn't it? So, it's funny that you use the term neutrals because I don't think we as Chiefs fans were neutral in any way, shape, or form. Not there's, really. There's, no, there, no. there is no way in hell you didn't have a rooting interest in any of the AFC games because I know I did. I oh, was rooting we, for the Jags. I was rooting for the Dolphins. Dolphins I was rooting yeah. for the Ravens. Like there's like we 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 all know that the three well what the three danger teams to us are the Bills, the Ravens, uh, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chargers, excuse me. So yeah. we were all rooting for them to lose. And it's a funny one because I didn't actually get to watch that much football this weekend. Like I've caught a lot of it on highlights, but yeah. I was just so tired, so tired this weekend. Whereas to the point like, I watched the 49ers game and I watched the Bills game. They're the only mm-hmm. games I watched live. The one game I did decide to get up and watch on Sunday morning was the Chargers versus the Jags. And- <laughs> I I just hate myself, honestly. I, I hate myself right now. So I got up, I decided to watch uh, Chargers versus Jags, wanted to watch the full rerun, watch it as live, not knowing the score, muted all my socials, put the game on, game into the game, turnover, turnover, turnover. Chargers were win- winning 17-0. I thought, back to this, I'm going to start skipping some. So I skipped a little bit further forward. Mm. 27 nil. This is over. I was like, I'm so glad I did not get up and watch this game live last night. So I just (laughs) skipped forward to the end. And I skipped forward to the end just as the Jags are kicking their game-winning field goal. I have never (laughs) hated myself so much in my entire life. So you skipped it right to the end and then saw that they were were knocking the field goal. Yeah. Literally, I, I, I skipped half the game and I missed all of the fun bits. Or like I've since watched it back. I watched the 40 condensed versions afterwards, like immediately yeah. afterwards, so I could see how it went down after. But man, I was so annoyed. Like to imagine being a Chiefs fan watching. Well, a lot of the people listening to the show did watch it live. Yeah. Like, just being that guy, just watching that comeback happen. Like, because there's no way in hell that Chargers fans weren't laughing at us when Andrew Luck did it to us in 2014. Oh, God, yeah. like, you know that they enjoyed that and they would have loved every second of it. But, oh, I bet social, I bet Twitter, I bet it was amazing during that game just to watch this capitulation by the Chargers. They won the turnover battle five to one or something. By five, didn't Mm. they? And they lost the game. They scored 27 points to open the game and they lost the game. Like, it is just, everyone talks about chargering. That was the most chargering of (laughs) charger of chargering ever. It just, unbelievable they managed to lose that game. Isn't it something like the third biggest deficit yeah. or something like that something yeah, like we're, that we're, we're still we're second still with the 28 points. yeah they, oh yeah they made sure they showed that in the graphic as well did you see yeah. that you put that up on the graph. yeah thanks for that um <laughs> but uh ptsd but, of andrew luck recovering his own phone uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> just... i hate that i hate that play i really hate that play but um i was like you i got i got up dead early in the morning i think it was about six o'clock in the morning because i wasn't going to stay up and watch it and luckily i actually 
watch the 40, you know, the, the, the 40 minute kind of highlights yeah. with every play. And I must admit, I was kind of drifting off back into a sleep at, 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 when it got to like 27 zero. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it because if I'd have just jumped onto socials after that and found that they, they'd actually lost, that'd have been, I'd have been like you just kicking yourself, absolutely yeah. kicking yourself. Um, but no, it was, it was a great game. Um, the, the other great game that was on there as well was, um, the Bills versus the Dolphins, another close game, which shouldn't have been a close game. Another one which would look like it was going to get out of hand. And I always yeah. didn't sit down and watch and, I was actually com- contemplating watching The Apprentice as opposed to. <laughs> no, I actually stuck with it. I actually stuck with this one and watched it live. The Bills got away with one a big time. Yeah, they the did. Weekend, mm. and they Skylar Thompson should not be in a position to lead his team to playoff wins against the Buffalo Bills. Like, come on, yeah. what are you doing, Buffalo? But um, they, they, they really did get away with one because the Dolphins were in that game from the like right until the end, and, mm. and if it wasn't for like Mike McDaniels and the Dolphins coaching staff shit in the bed, basically, to put it bluntly, the Dolphins would have won that game. There were so many bad coaching decisions and so many bad clock management situations happening from the Dolphins that the Bills really should count their lucky stars that they're in this round because mm-hmm. if a couple of things go a diff- uh, different sort of way, then they're not. They're, 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 they're out of the playoffs in a season where many expect them to do well and to potentially win the Super Bowl. It could have ended with first round heartbreak against Skylar Thompson. And um, yeah, it was, it was a classic game. And Josh Allen obviously had his moments where he was excellent. He also had his moments where he was very bad. And that Mm. also has to be a concern for the Bills heading into this weekend because they won't get away with it against the Bengals. They won't get away with it if they beat the Bengals and somehow have to play the Chiefs. They need Josh Allen like at his top of top of his game for them to win the next couple of rounds. And from what we saw on Sunday, I, I don't see anything from the Bills which sh- should worry. Not, not no. So not, wrong term. You sh- they, you should be worried about Josh Allen, but it doesn't carry the same weight of fear that say he did in September when he came into Arrowhead when he was playing lights out. Uh, at mm-hmm. the moment, he's just not playing on that type of level, and the Bills aren't playing at that type of level. They're certainly not the force that they were early in the season. They are coughing and spluttering along at the moment, aren't they, the Bills? They're, yeah. That's what it felt like. And, and and this game was very much, like you said, it was a uh, very um, kind of twitchy bum time, I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, with, uh, with Touchy with bum game. time, there's a new one. Twi- no, twitchy bum time, that's oh, it. Oh, it's a touchy bum time. <laughs> no, not touchy bum time. That's a different, that's a different time, that bit. <laughs> but um but yeah no it was uh, it was great game to watch like i said uh for neutral it was well net neutral come on dolphins um i was really screaming at the uh yeah. i was screaming at the tv a lot because of the uh, the mismanagement of the, the the play clock yeah not the actual game clock the actual play yeah. clock because they missed it so many times where they were doing uh delay of game uh the call wasn't coming through quick enough they were just like really running that i mean there was one of them where i think they were like had like four or five seconds to actually get set at the line yeah and i was like they ain't gonna get this away um and yeah the dolphins looked like a team that would never been there before yeah they did you're right and yeah. coaching callback a lot like it reminded me a little bit of that game. Do you remember when the Chiefs played the Patriots in the playoffs years ago? I think it was mm. 2015, and mm-hmm. the clock management at the end of the game was horrendous. Like they horrendous. were right in the game, but the clock management was just god god awful by Andy Reid. And it kind of managed, it reminded me a little bit of that particular game. You know, he was an, he was notorious for that. Was Andy Reid, wasn't he? Yeah, but, he's much. I mean, always the, the last few years, he's he's kind much of sorted that out, hasn't he? He he must have hired a guru or something like that. But, <laughs> like. like a time lord. Sure. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, he's got Doctor <laughs> Who sat next to him. Like he 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 must have they must have they've got to be someone in the building. There's gotta be next, next time Pete next time Pete takes speaks to him or asks him a question. Yeah. Obviously Pete, if you're listening, just use it like oh Mike McDaniel had issues with clock management. Obviously you have a history of them. Uh, you've had history in the past. What do you do these days to help you with that? And let's see what Andy says. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, we got Brian in the top. Who's <laughs> in the background in me telling me yeah. to? <laughs> right, all right, Andy. You need to like just throw in a, a, a challenge here, or you need to just throw in a, a timeout here. There's, there's oh, Brian. Way. <laughs> Brian, old good old Brian. The real the real MVP <laughs> is Brian, the clock manager. His his actual ter- his actual uh, title is clock manager. That's it. <laughs> Brian, the clock manager. 
Oh, hey, if Andy Reid responds to that, you know he's listening. You know he's listening to this podcast if he responds with it. Oh yeah, it's Brian the clock manager. <laughs> yeah. Brian the clock manager is going to leave a five star review for this terrible podcast. <laughs> you don't like it? Unsubscribe. <laughs> How many times did you say that in the last last episode? With These you? three times. Did anyone? Yeah, you're, trying to, you're trying to make us lose listeners. Is that what it no is? one unsubscribed though? Did they? No, they didn't actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the there was a few games left that we want to obviously go through. There wasn't really kind of any big upsets in this, really, was there? There wasn't a, no. a, a massive. Even, upset. even the Giants beating the Vikings wasn't. It wasn't massive. No, like no one trusts the Vikings in the playoffs. No one trusts the Vikings. Full stop. Like how anyone no. be excited about Kirk Cousins playing quarterback is beyond me. Like <laughs> the Vikings, seriously, there's a team that should be looking at Lamar Jackson. I tell you, trade. Trade trade Kirk Cousins in the first for Lamar Jackson to the Ravens. There you go. Could get him over the over the. Hold, there's there's hold me there. playing off season GM. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, they're just bad. For, they annoy me so much. The Vikings because you've got so many good players on that team, and wow. just year after year they just get to the playoffs and they're just bad. Even if they win one playoff game, you know they're never going to make a Super Bowl run. They're nah. just they're just awful. It really winds me up. The yeah. Vikings. And then obviously you've got the the Cowboys destroying the Bucks. That was not totally unexpected. The Bucks are, are showing them for us. Should have been then, there. Yeah, it shouldn't then, have been there. Yeah, and then obviously you've got the Bengals getting away with one as well. Like mm. if, if warning signs for Kansas City, I tell you, you cannot take anything for granted in the playoffs. No, and you're going to get teams at a game, and that's what the Bengals got. Like the Mar Jackson doesn't make a difference. The Ravens still. Up a hell of a fight, yeah. I suppose if Lamar plays, they probably will. That swings a few points either way, and the Ravens might win that game. But the Bengals, like man, they they needed what one hell of a defensive stop turning into converting into a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown to to take the lead in that game. It's just, I I don't know. Like I don't know if it's come too early for those teams, or maybe it's come at the right time. But getting those scares might make them refocus a little bit because like the mm. the Bengals especially they've been buying their own hype for weeks now like mm. they chat so much crap it's unbelievable like oh, God, they're yeah. becoming very unlikable by the way the Bengals very very unlikable they um, are yeah compared to the Bills yeah. I like the Bills and if the Chiefs get knocked out I root for the Bills but I, I'm fine I'm in a position now where I just just don't like the Bengals I, I mm. just they just talk and talk and talk and talk and I'm just Kind of six to death of it, to be honest. So I was a bit guided they weren't humbled by the Ravens and mm-hmm. weren't knocked out in the early rounds. But um, if they do end up obviously beating the Bills this weekend and we end up beating the Jags, I am looking forward to a potential rematch. And I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling the Chiefs are secretly hoping that they get their, they get their hands on the Bengals again. Kind of right the wrong, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right then, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be giving you our kind of thoughts on the Chiefs versus the Jags. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. As usual, it's the Power Rankings. And uh, Tom's here yet again to give us his lengthy look at the Power Rankings this week. Yeah, sorry for my pause. I've just read a comment from Power Rankings and I kind of want to pause this podcast so I can go at this commenter. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. But like, basically, when I ranked the Chargers, I mentioned that we need to start having a conversation about Justin Herbert and losing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because he loses a lot. And it's not always it's not always his fault, but it's rare for a quarterback to be talked about in such high regard and lose so much. And mm. it kind of reminded, and as I've put in the rankings, I've put it reminds me of a guy called Mr. Phillip, definitely not a Hall of Famer Rivers. That's what I put in in the rankings. Okay. And you know me, Brad. You know me. Like if if Bill Rivers gets voted in, inducted into the Hall of Fame on his in in rent in enshrinement night. You're going to throw soup on his gold jacket. I will be there to take the jacket off him. You're going to throw soup on it. I will destroy Philip Rivers' busk, okay? Because (laughs) he is is not a Hall of Famer. And if anyone tells me that he's a Hall Hall of Famer, I will just go at them. And it really winds me up when people say he's a Hall of Famer because he is not Hall of Fame worthy. Like, come on. And there's a commenter, there's a reader, an AP reader. might even listen to this show. The first one, and they've said, Phil Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe not a first ballot guy, but based on stats alone, he is Hall of Fame materials. No playoff success, unfortunately. Marino never won a Super Bowl either. Are we really comparing Dan Marino and Phil Rivers right now as a case for making a Hall of Fame? Like, come on. And then he points out his stats. He ranks sixth in passing yards, seventh in total pass completions. Passing TD sixth. Yeah, he might. He might rank there in those, but he's playing in an era where passing was easy and he played for a long time. How many of the quarterbacks that are playing right now are going to surpass him? Yeah. A lot. If Derek Carr gets a new gig, he'll probably surpass Phil Rivers. Mm-hmm. Is Derek Carr a Hall of Fame quarterback? Come on. The man didn't win a <laughs> division title in the AFC <laughs> West for like 11 years. Didn't even win a division title. All, who, He's got more fame, kids, I think. What, what Hall of Fame quarterback wins? What Hall of Fame quarterback goes without winning their division title for 10, 11 years? You, if you can name me one. I really can't. Exactly. Because really Oh, he's really good. He's going to be living with the best quarterbacks of all time. He's going to be made immortal in ah, quarterbacks in Canada. Derek Carr? But he couldn't <laughs> win the AFC West for 11 years when bloody Brody Croyle and Damon Heward were playing in it. Like, yeah. come on. Just, no. I mean, Derek Carr hasn't won like, well, like, the last eight. Is, it, is that right? Eight or nine? Can't remember yeah, that. Just, so. Oh, I don't know. I did, you know what? This day, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, I'm I'm getting the old tap thumbs out and I'm going straight to the <laughs> straight to the comments after this because you know, wow, oh, I just that's riled you that hasn't it? As soon as anybody mentions uh, Phil Rivers Hall of Fame, you you just lose it. Oh, it, it, do you know what? It, yeah, I've just got an image. You, you could honestly, with... you could honestly abuse my kids, and I wouldn't care as much as you would people saying <laughs> that Phil Rivers is a Hall of Famer. It really winds me up. What a comment. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know that bird lawyer expert guy on, on Twitter? Everyone knows him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No you bird know how lawyer, he yeah. is with John Elway? Yeah. I'm like that with Phil Rivers. <laughs> Just, yeah. So... <laughs> Thing is, everyone listen to this. No, knows I'm right. Knows I'm right on this one. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. If you think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, unsubscribe. That's all I'm going to say. Can I let you know a secret? What? I commented that. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> the end of the Great British Cheese Show, that would be. It would be, be me and Rocky from here on out. The, I tell the, you. the mics goes across the room, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, right. No, it wasn't me. Anyway, it's power them. rankings. You want Power them, rankings, right? yes. Okay. Back to we'll it. get there eventually, I suppose. So, obviously, we're at the point... <laughs> Bill Rivers, he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Sorry about the bleeps. Sorry about the duck quacks you're going to have to put in this podcast. Um, right. Um, obviously, now we're at the point where we only rank the remaining teams or the teams have just been eliminated. So we said goodbye yeah. to 18 teams last week, so they weren't ranked. Um, so the 14 through to uh, 9, the, the, the eliminated teams, Seahawks 14, Dolphin 13, Los Angeles Chargers 12, Bucks 11th, Vikings 10th, Ravens 9th, New York, and then the 8 through 1st, the Giants, 8th, Jaguars, 7th, Cowboys, 6th, Bengals, 5th, Bills, 4th, bit low, mm. Eagles, 3rd, 49ers, 2nd, and your Kansas City Chiefs are currently number one of the Arrowhead Pride podcast, uh, Arrowhead Pride power rankings, which of course means if the Chiefs get not, like eliminated this weekend, they could end up being 8th, 7th, 6th, or 5th. Yeah. So do you think that the, the 
obviously the performances that have happened with the Bengals and the the Bills in their game. Do you think that's actually really kind of dropped them down the the power rankings? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like this time last week, the three AFC teams, the the powerhouses, were one uh, first, second, and third. Yeah, and both the the Eagles have leapfrogged them both without playing a down, and the Forty uh, ers moved all the way up to second. So yeah, interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Um, those scares certainly had an effect on the rankings. Wow, wow. See how it goes next week. Mm-hmm. Right then, we've got the AFC divisional round to talk about, and it's the Chiefs versus the Jags at Arrowhead. Let's yeah. point that out that it is at Arrowhead this one. And um, yeah, we saw we obviously we all watched the Jags game. We watched how that all played out, and you know, congratulations to them getting to the next round. Um, and we've got to talk about how the Chiefs avoid an upset on this. Because we, like you said, we've got to learn from it. We can't be over overthinking this. We can't be overlooking the Jags because they're there on merit. They they clawed back and they fought every tooth and nail to actually get back into that game and get into the next round. This is where the Chiefs really need to seriously put the thinking caps on here, prepare for this, and not even think about the AFC Championship game at the minute because this is where it matters now. The Jags are a threat. Now, I, I can't believe I've said that after seeing them when we saw them, like you said, in Wembley. You're taking the words out of my mouth, mate. Am I? Am I reading your script? Yeah, Sorry, man. You are, you are reading my <laughs> script. I cannot believe that that dross that we watched at Wembley Stadium but how a few we, months how ago are we here? How are we is in watching? the divisional round of playoffs. Like, f- fair play to them, honestly, because we watched them lose to the Broncos. We watched them lose to Russell Wilson. And this is when the Broncos were terrible, like yeah. really bad. Not even like playing well against the Chiefs, but are good like they were honestly so bad the broncos at this point and somehow the jags were worse i remember going on this podcast afterwards talking to you about talking about how mm. bad trevor lawrence was and we're like who's this guy and then for whatever reason doug peterson's flicked the switch and the team's flicked the switch the receivers have come into play trevor lawrence has been amazing and then his team is just what how many games in a row have they won now was they've won eight out of their last nine games they yeah was it they they beat the cowboys they were lucky against the titans obviously on that saturday night football to sneak into the playoffs they needed a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown to to make actually make it into the playoffs and win the asc south but come on like they are absolutely deserving of their place in the divisional yeah. round to, to do what they've done to to have that bounce back ability that they've had to to get down twenty seven nil to the Chargers to come back and win that game, they, 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 the Chiefs won't be taking this game for granted. We might as fans, but it yeah. doesn't matter what we do. Like we mm. can say what we want, uh, but you know that the players aren't like that. You know that like we do. The Chiefs do have a tendency to play down to opponents to look a game ahead, but we know that come playoff time. This team are very, very switched on. They, they, they are the the difference between good teams and great teams is the great teams have the ability just to flick the switch and know when they need when they need to go up a gear. And um, by the way, going up a gear is when you go from like first to second to third to fourth to fifth. Americans, I know you all have all mad cars. Um, so <laughs> when you need to go up a gear, they 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 can do it, and that's what the Chiefs are very, very good at, especially with my homes, especially with Kelsey. Like when. When they know when they need to turn it on, when switch it on, they're good like that. And obviously, you've got the Andy Reid off the bye thing, which people are continuously talking about. What is it? He's only lost seven games after a bye now mm. in his career, and I think he's won seventy five percent of the ones that he has had. So, yeah, I I don't fear for the Chiefs in in the regards to them taking the game lightly. I I, I don't see the Chiefs being a slow star in this particular game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are talking about Trevor Lawrence's unbeaten on a Saturday. Um, apparently. The other quarterback he's playing against also is unbeaten on a Saturday. So. <laughs> no, 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 you've got that wrong. You've got that wrong. Mahomes has definitely been beaten. No, because he never lost a game in college. Trevor Lawrence went undefeated in college. Ah, is that what it is? That's, so you've got that completely wrong. He's the never NFL, lost a, though. Yeah, yeah, but how many people played NFL games on a Saturday? Like, yeah, Mahomes but we don't count college. Well, how many has Mahomes played, if you include the playoffs? Yeah, but no, yeah. But, um, Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday. Which is even in college, even in college, he was on a better team, though. Come on, yeah, it was Clemson, wasn't he? So he, he's exactly. never lost, a, but yeah, he's never lost a game on a Saturday. And what he's played two for Jacksonville now on a Saturday, and what 18 for Clemson, maybe a few. If you more don't, Clemson, if you don't lose a game on a Saturday playing for Texas Tech, then blimey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, Trevor Lawrence, it's an interesting one, isn't he? Because where do you rank him? Like, 
is he, he is he that tier below the Burrows, Allen, and Mahomes, or is he even a, a, a tier below that? Like, where Do would you? I, I always thought with Trevor Lawrence, I couldn't decide whether it was actually him or whether it was actually the team he was playing on or whether it was the player calls that were just terrible. Um, but seeing him, how he played at Wembley, because that's the only thing I can really go on from like, you know, from literally from my own eyeballs watching him, mm-hmm. just everything just seemed wrong about him. Uh, uh, just, just his awareness, his pre-snap, his, his, his just everything just, just didn't match up. He it, it looked like he was, he was it stuck out like a sore thumb that he didn't fit with this Jags team. Now, fast forward, and you start seeing a, a completely different kind of player who's, who's building a bit of confidence, but he's he's taking more risks. And we saw that in the previous game. where I mean, he's, yeah, he scored four touchdowns, but he also got four interceptions in that previous game yeah. as well, didn't he? So the risk-taking is getting bigger now, and he's getting a bit... He is getting confident, and he, he seems quite happy with, uh, obviously, the, 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 you know, the team he has around him now. He's got used to that, but that settling-in period... I really can't put my finger on what it was with Trevor Lawrence. Um, and and to rank him at the minute, we've seen such a mixed bag yeah. of plays and games and situations that he potentially should have won games where he didn't. And he's actually just, you know, thrown so many interceptions, you know, that way to actually lose the games. I just feel that I can't particularly rank him anywhere. I mean, at the minute, I, I, I can't even put him higher than Derek Carr in my mind. And I, I was, I always no, but you see, I always rank Derek Carr quite low, and not to put him above Derek Carr yet because I, I think it's because I haven't seen him do it yet, and I hope I'm not tempting fate here by he suddenly has an absolute worldie against the Chiefs, um, and everybody's suddenly talking about ah, this is the Trevor Lawrence that everybody was kind of tanking for. I always remember the tanking for Trev, yeah, but. Seriously, at the minute, I can't. I don't see it enough because it's such a mixed bag with him. I think you've been a bit harsh. Really? Uh, yeah. I not better than Derek Carr. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, I can't have that one. Like, no, I, I accept that he was bad on the game we watched. The game we watched oh, against terrible. the Denver Broncos, he he threw for 133 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and that was by far and away his worst game of the season if you look at it statistically a mm. pass rating of 52.2 but then if you look what he's done since that game in Wembley he went on a five game streak without throwing an interception mm. he's obviously had a game last week way through multiple interceptions but in general he's looked after the football very 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 well since that game against Denver in the regular season what you're talking one two three four five six seven eight nine nine games he only threw two interceptions mm. in that time same time span he's he he uh, threw six seven ten fourteen fifteen touchdowns so that's like it's a hell of a touchdown ratio that's a touchdown ratio interception ratio that Nick Foles would have been proud of when he was in um yeah. when he was in Philadelphia but, yeah I, I think I think the, the big thing for the Jags and it's been their receiver room. And mm. they and everyone laughed at the Jags last year because everyone thought it was a bad receiver room. Like obviously they give Christian Kirk that contract, they give Evan Ingram some decent money, they signed Zay Jones. They've obviously already already had Marvin Jones there as well. And it's starting to pay off for them a little bit. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how the Chiefs were or should have used the Raiders as like a blueprint for what could come in the divisional round in terms of the Chiefs, uh, the Jags or the Chargers with mm. the multiple weapons. And I'm kind of hoping it does pan out that way because the Jags have all types of weapons that can beat you. Like Christian Kirk, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed about the contracts, but it's kind of worked out for him. It's worked mm-hmm. out for the Jags. He's like, he's not, he's not a top 10 guy, but He's a very, very good receiver. He's on the fringes of WR1 to WR2 mm-hmm. sort of range. And then you've obviously got Zay Jones, that guy who's played in Vegas before. He's had a, a semi-good season. Marvin Jones is a reliable set of hands. Mm-hmm. And then Evan Ingram, who is more like a Travis Kelsey than he is a tight end. Like, you know, we always say that Travis Kelsey is just a pass-catching tight end. He, he is, he's basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. And that's kind of what yeah. Evan Ingram's like. So they 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 have weapons, and obviously you've got Travis Etienne at the backfield, who's another good running back. He's so good they thought they could trade James Robinson for Pitts to the New York Jets. Like they is they they have weapons. They do concern me. They they like offensively, and I think the thing that concerns me the most about the Jags, and we haven't even talked about him, is Doug Peterson. Yeah, um, mm. and like obviously a former Chiefs coordinator, former Super Bowl winning head coach, and now 
the guy that's turned the Jags around. Like the the he's the only guy or the first guy since Andy Reid to take a number one seed to playoffs in one season. Mm. First guy in what ten years to do that, and I think that says a lot about the guy. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm not predicting the Chiefs to lose. I think the Chiefs will win. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But I think they're going to cause some headaches. And I, there's going to be some serious yeah. headaches. And I think we're soon going to find out whether this defensive improvement actually is real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because the last time they played, they they got they got after Trevor Lawrence and they got after him quite well. And I've, they had multiple sacks in the first half. I'm, I'm trying to find it here how many sacks they actually got in total mm-hmm. on Trevor Lawrence. But they got after him and they're going to need to do the same because if they don't, then the Jags have the ability to score points against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the key is definitely disrupting uh, Trevor Lawrence. But we said before this uh, before this episode, actually, the, the last one, that um, the Chiefs would have been preparing for a run-heavy game. Now, I don't know if I'm actually highly like kind of up to um, up to thinking that at the moment because he, like you said, he does use his wide receivers quite a lot more now. Uh, he doesn't use many of them, but when he does. Um, he, you know, he, he he does rack up some numbers with them, um, and but they've they've also got like like you said that threat with Etienne, who is kind of it's kind of like the Swiss Army knife of their team, isn't he? You can use him in the run game, you can use him as a receiving threat, and the last game, I mean, Etienne got like something like what was it, hundred plus yards, I think it was, mm-hmm. and the last game, um, averaged about five five and a half, I think it was, um, and to to do that in the game that they played against. Uh, against the Chargers, you know, that, running that running that much and still winning the game, and do turnovers, uh, four turnovers in that game, five turnovers. In fact, it was four interceptions, mm. wasn't it? But five turnovers in in, in total. Mm. Um, I just think they threw caution to the wind in that, and I think that can sometimes galvanize a team where they, if you throw caution to the wind and just think this is our shot, that's mm. when the teams are dangerous because they, you know, they're going to look at this Chiefs game. And they're going to go, this is our shot to really kind of... It's a free of, hit for them. Yeah. It is a free you know, hit. There's no pressure on them to actually yeah. go out there and, and, and you know, everyone's expecting the Chiefs to go into the next round. Yeah. For the Jags, they're just going, this is our Super Bowl. This is this is what we, you know, we, we, we didn't think we were going to be here from the last game, but we're here now and we're going to give it the best shot. And those are the teams that I hate playing against. Yeah, like when we played them in week ten, they opened the game with an onside kick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, remember that? God, yeah, that they opened the game like so long ago. They opened the game with an onside kick, and they recovered that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see stuff like that again. I yeah. honestly would. I think that Doug Peterson is going to empty his bag on on Saturday, and I think we're in for a thriller. I, I think do. we are as well. Um, and I trust the Chiefs. Like, I do trust the Chiefs. I think offensively, the Chiefs are going to be absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. It's just this defensive improvement. And we're very excited about the defensive improvement. Like, I listen to Show and BK. I can't believe I listen to another podcast that's not ups. <laughs> but I listen to Show and BK. And even Show's buying in onto the defensive improvement. And if he, if Ron Hughley's buying into the defensive improvement, then everyone needs to buy into the defensive improvement because yeah. it's there and it is there to see that the pass rush has been excellent of late and it will need to be excellent again. But this, what a test for our young corners. Yeah. Like, this is now Brett Veach's time to shine, isn't it? Like he, he, he's gone. He's, he's the one that won't pay for a corner. He's the, yeah. he's the guy he's, who's happy to put it on young cornerback shoulders. Now let's see if his plan works out because we've been crying out for corners for years. Every time a corner comes available on trade or free agency, all the Chiefs kingdoms on Twitter saying, "Where's Jalen Ramsey? Where's Patrick Peterson?" Patrick all the Peterson, God, exactly. Yeah, we've, we've all done it because yeah. we feel like we need one of those guys come to the playoff, and we haven't got one of those guys. But we might do in Legarius Need, I suppose. But we've got a couple of young corners now that are going to be under so much pressure to perform against a team that has multiple weapons you can't lock them all up there is going to be someone open let's see how those corners do let's see how they recover when someone does get open let's see how they do impress let's see how they do in challenging all of their receivers i i just hope that they're up to the task because i feel the pass rush is going to get home but in the occasions that it doesn't get home which will happen because offenses are paid to trevor lawrence is paid to the offensive line is paid are paid to 
they are going to have their moments, the Jags offense. And when they do have their moments, let's see what the corners can do to respond. And I'm encouraged by the, the play of the safeties the last few weeks. I feel like Justin Reed and Juan Pornhill are playing mm. probably their best football right now, which is a good sign because you're looking across the defense and you can argue that most of the defense are playing their best football right now. But let's see if we can continue into the playoffs because if they don't, then you can. I can imagine a scenario where the Jags put up 31 points like they did against the Chargers. I can mm. see that. And yeah, I trust the Chiefs to get more than 31 points, but you're talking about sort of the line where I, I like get into coin flip side of the stage there. Mm. If, if, the, if the Chiefs can hold the Jags to 20 points, Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah. But if and if we get to close to that 30, then you, ju- you just never know. And yeah, I, I, I hope the defensive improvement is real. And we, we've seen Frank Clark, we've seen the Chiefs defense get better in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. genuinely so let's let's see what happens this weekend yeah you mentioned christian kirk there um they, they did go through the air quite a bit in the previous game uh did the jags um and like i said we were expecting a, a, a kind of run heavy game i think in this game um but like i said you know you've got kirk there who got like 105 yards two touchdowns in the previous game and um you know you start to think then well you know could it be repeatable again if they think well you know, we we were quite successful in that area before. Why don't we just try and aim for that this time? Because even if the Chiefs are expecting a run heavy, run heavy uh, attack, yeah, um, could they surprise us? And and that's the worry here, isn't it? Because like you said, they can try anything literally to win this game. Literally, literally anything to win this game. And all fourth uh, downs, everything. Exactly, they and go for anything. Yeah, and and that's that, that, like you said. That's that's is our main worry because. They are going to go for everything. They are going to go for two pointers. They are going to go for onside kicks on kickoffs. <laughs> They're yeah. going to do whatever they can to disrupt the Chiefs' rhythm. They're going to do whatever they can to at least get an edge, any kind of edge that they've got. They will go for it and they will utilize their best players for that as well. And mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, the key player is I know we keep talking about Kirk and we're talking about Etienne, but the real key player in this is obviously Trevor Lawrence. Are we going to get the Trevor Lawrence of the second half of the season or are we going to get him of the first half of the season? Well, so are we going to get the decent one or the one you think's worse than Derek Carr? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the one, you know, is Derek Carr kind of led. But um, <laughs> like you said, winning becomes addictive, doesn't it? Yeah, it's and a habit. Winning is a habit. Yeah. And they, they've won a lot of football games recently. So they're going to come in right in confidence. It's a dangerous opponent. I'm kind of like... Don't get me wrong, I didn't want to place the Chargers. I thought the thought of playing the Chargers for a third time this season was bad to you. Oh, I didn't I, I play thought, them I, all. I, 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 if, put it this way, if the Chargers were coming into Arrowhead this weekend, I probably would have predicted the Chargers to win. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean that. But um, with it being the Jags, Jags. I just think I, 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 I just hope that the Chiefs aren't showing that level of complacency that they have shown. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think the Jags have earned enough respect. I don't think you're going to see any ring a ring of roses type of plays this weekend. No snow globe plays. <laughs> you won't see any of that. But I'm hoping we do see a, a heavy dose of like the likes of Kaderis, Kaderis Tony. Yeah. And Juju and obviously Jared McKinnon as well. That would be a nice heavy dosage of them. Actually, actually, while we're on that conversation, Clyde's back in practice. Yeah. And surely not. You don't play on this weekend. I, I don't think you do. I think you have him as a backup. You have him um, at, at least your kind of last running back at the moment. Which um, I, I wouldn't have him active. I, I don't think, well, will he even do that? Like, because yeah. you just upset the apple cart. Like, if you, if you have him on the, having him on the bench, not playing, because he wouldn't play. No. You you just, you've got like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, come on, like Pacheco and McKinnon are, as good a one-two punch at the moment as as there is in the league. They are. Ronald Jones is doing all right. They complement each other so well. You you can't upset that. Like yeah. you've you've got to roll with them too. And every snap you give to Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the moment is a snap you're taking off Jared McKinnon or taking off Isaiah Pacheco. And yeah, I don't. I I like Clyde. I I think the guy's great. And I'm 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 sad. And I, that it hasn't worked out the way we're all hoping for, which, which I was certainly hoping for when we first drafted him. But you can't let that get in the way of making good football decisions. And right now, the right football decision is to to 
Ali Pacheco and McKinnon. Sure. Well, you go with you go with the players and they go with the team that got you there, isn't it? I suppose, and that's uh, Pacheco has been brilliant. He really has, and McKinnon's been absolutely yeah, lights out. He's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you just you just can't upset that. Ch, yeah, I'll admit, I'll admit, I'm disappointed in him so far. Um, I know he's had injuries. I know you, you know you can't blame it all on the obviously on the player and and, and you know the injuries have been a, a factor, but. I'm just disappointed at the moment. Really, am I? I don't I'm not angry. Really, I'm disappointed. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a mixture of disappointment and anger. But why anger? Why are you angry about it? What's, the, what's, the reason it, I'm it angry happens like that it, it, it happens. First round picks don't always work out. Like, and you people, keep telling me that, but, the, but the, the way the way that people behave about the Clyde Edwards pick is completely irrational, right? Yes, okay. Could they have picked a better player? Yes, they absolutely could have. But there's no, there's like, it's not guaranteed that these players will be good players. Like, it's just, it, it's not the way it works. If if the draft was a perfect formula, then no one would get anything wrong and all fifth-year options would be signed and no one would ever, they, the draft bus wouldn't, the draft bus wouldn't exist. Brock Purdy wouldn't have been Mr. Irrelevant if the 49ers <laughs> knew what he was going to be like. They would have drafted him in the first round last year. Yeah. Because like we need that guy. It's not a perfect formula. It's a it's a lottery. Yeah, there is some science behind it. Yeah, there is some scouts to go behind it. But at the end of the day, no one knows how these players are going to react. At the time, the Chiefs were in a position. They just won the Super Bowl. They thought, what could make this offense even better? I know this star running back that come out of LSU, the best offense in college football, who absolutely killed it. I don't blame the thought process for that whatsoever. I know a lot of people get on it. You shouldn't draft a run back like that in that sort of round. But if that guy was Jonathan Taylor and had the career Jonathan Taylor had, you wouldn't have blinked, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have cared. Mm. It just works out that way. You can't be angry about it. Yeah, a little bit disappointed it worked out, but being angry, come on, Brad, grow up. You're a man. You're a 45-year-old <laughs> man, for Christ's sake. You don't need to be about 45? About, you don't need to be angry about draft picks not working out. Grow up. No, I, I think what it is, it's just, the, you know, the, the, the draft picks, especially in the first round at the minute for the Chiefs oh. in the last few years, have been few and far between or have, have been almost irrelevant to the point where they're almost second-round picks. You are so and then to, and then to to kind of waste one on a player that, that you need hasn't to get over it, man. This what? was nearly this was three years ago. Is <laughs> this pick was three years ago? You're lucky you weren't around in the Jonathan Baldwin days. Well, right? well, yeah, yeah, good point. Or yeah. the Glenn Dorsey. Well, Glenn Dorsey. No, he was wasn't no, Tyson no. I, Jackson. I'll agree with you. That Tyson John Jackson. Spitting those those, those were the days when we had high draft picks and they didn't work out. Yeah. Like, Tyson Jackson, Glenn Dorsey. They weren't because, like, they've had some bad high draft picks and mm. they were at premium positions. Oh, we're drafting a defensive end and we're a defensive tackle. Oh, yeah. look, we didn't get a running back. We got those guys and they still don't work out. It's just, it's, it's, you, you know, my opinion on the draft. And I don't want to poop on anyone's like hobbies and stuff like that, but no one really knows what they're talking about when it comes to the draft. <laughs> we, we know that. I just think, I just think with running backs, we seem to get better value in like third, fourth rounds. Yeah, of course. But if they do take, you could you could find that anyway. Travis Kelsey was a third round tight end for Christ's sake. Yeah, value. Like, yeah, but no, if everyone, if people knew what Travis Kelsey was going to become, regardless of what happened in college, they would have drafted him in the first round. I put it this way: I'd the be happy. The, best, the Chiefs got the best player from the 2013 draft with the first pick of the third round. Yeah, but at the time, if they'd taken Travis Kelsey with the first pick, everyone would have been fuming. Mm. Mm, you know I'm right. No, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm right. I just, like, I just think if, now, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire was taken ten picks after with a second round pick, no one would be talking about him. Do you know, what I think what I think it is, it's just the magnitude of what it is that is a is a first round pick, right? You need I to always get over think that title, the value, no. the, the value of a first round pick, just bothers me a bit, right? I would much rather the Chiefs traded out of the first round and just get multiple second, third, fourth rounds and get value out of it. That so, seems to... so then let's let's go to your stupid fantasy and yeah. they they trade back. <laughs> yeah, they trade, trade back. What was yeah. it? The they trade the thirty second pick of the two thousand and twenty NFL draft. They they swap the the Jags and they go back to the thirty fourth pick and they gain an extra fourth rounder so they move back two spots and they gain an extra fourth round and then with the thirty fourth pick of the two thousand twenty draft they take oh Clyde Edwards-Helaire from LSU are you saying you wouldn't care at this point because it was a second round pick I wouldn't have been as bothered no see you just you're 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 just proving me right you're just pathetic man yeah honestly 
people that are still angry about the Clyde Edwards Alaire pick need to get over it, honestly. It, it, grow it up. wouldn't have bothered me as much if he was 34th pick instead of 32nd. Oh, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> because we would, we would have gotten the, you know, pick somewhere else further down the line. But anyway, <laughs> you're really angry with me, aren't you? Honestly, Chiefs Twitter and Clyde Edwards Alaire winds me up. Like the poor guy has. We've spent five minutes talking about his draft position now. And it just, it just, he's the only player we talk about draft for. <laughs> only player. His draft position has been held against him for far too long. Yeah. Like you can be disappointed in the player hasn't worked out, but don't be, like, can't be angry at it. Like, come on. Yeah. Andy Reid comparing him to Brian Westbrook, like literally a week later. That's just how I feel, Tom. Yeah. You can't help it. Right, should we get some You're predictions? the Phil Rivers guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some predictions for all of the games um, and see how we see how we fare. Because we, we did all right in the last one, I think, from yeah. what I remember. Um, we did all right in that one. Although I think we did say that Jags, the Jags were going to get beaten by the Chargers. But anyway. Okay. Um, Jags versus Chiefs. Let's We've got to end on that. We can't start with that one. You, know, you don't want to start. Do you don't know anything about podcasting. If we oh, do our predictions, like we give our prediction to Chiefs versus Jags now, they could switch off. You meant to go start with the ones that are least interested in. Cowboys You've already versus, told them who you're going for. Cowboys versus 49ers. Like, well, no one cares about the Eagles, Giants. Listeners, this podcast. Well, let's start with that one. <laughs> all right then. All right. All right. Cowboys 49ers. That's going to be the game of the weekend, by the way. Um, yeah, I honestly believe so. I think that's going to be a blowout. 49ers. I think the 49ers will win a close one. Really? I think no, that'll be a blowout for me. Did you that'll watch that be like, play on Monday? Like 34-17 or something like that. No, nah, no chance. 49ers, that'd be, that'd be a close game. 49ers win that. Okay. Giants versus Eagles. That won't be a close game. The Eagles are going to romp them. Do you think? Yep. Nah, I think it might I'm be still not buying. I'm still not buying it, but I, I love Brian Dable. I think he's an excellent coach. I think what he's done with the Giants is fantastic, but... Uh, you still can't get me to jump on board this Daniel Jones hype training and happening. So, no? Um, yeah, no, the Eagles going to blow him out. And I've just seen literally on Twitter that Jalen Hurts is practicing uh, completely at, uh, at full. So, yeah, um, the, the I, Eagles going to blow him out. I think the Eagles will win, but I think it'd be like 27-21 or something like that. It'd be, it'd be quite close. It'd be a score on it, I think. No. Uh, Bengals-Bills. Now, this could be a telling one, this one. Well, I expect so. Um the Bills are going to roll out Demar Hamlin this weekend. You're going to lead him out. Yeah, he's going to lead yeah. the team out. You were, yeah, you, you were disappointed, Bills... weren't you, that they didn't do it in the last round? No, 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 no. I was kind of glad they didn't because oh, right, okay. I didn't think it was necessary. Necessary for for yeah. um, for the for the Dolphins, even though that almost proved out to be wrong. No, I think I think they I think the Bills are going to win. Really? Yeah, I do. I've got the Bengals. I think the Bills are going to win. Ooh. I'm willing the Bills. I think I'm willing the Bills to win. Are you saying to me there you would rather have the Bills than the Bengals? Is it's it, a is tough it... one because, like, with that particular game, I'm, it's two ways of looking at it. It's like, what team do I want to win out of them too? Mm. Because I like them more, or what team do I want to win because it increases the Chiefs' chances? And obviously, the natural answer is if the Bengals come in, the Bengals win, then the game's been played at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. In the AFC Championship game, obviously the Bills win. The game's been played in Atlanta, and I like, I prefer the Bills to the Bengals. And if the Chiefs weren't to win the Super Bowl, I'd want the Bills to win it, as I said earlier in this podcast. But at the same time, I want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl more than anything. So it's I want the Bengals to win, but I think the Bills will. Mm. Um, but I still die cheering on the Bengals. I do. I just don't like it. I no, I don't like it. Incidentally, just going off what you were saying there about the um, obviously the you know the location, the uh, the stadium they might be playing in. The NFL is actually giving the green light now for the Chiefs and the Bengals to sell a lot of tickets. Bills, the Bills have. You said Chiefs and Bengals. Sorry, Chiefs and Bills. Sorry. Um, yeah, the the NFL's basically uh, said that they can start selling those tickets. Um, which hmm, okay, <laughs> it's they a, do that it's a bold, anyway. They it's a bold do strategy. <laughs> they, do, they, they do that anyway. The, the NFL they always sell tickets early and then just refund if they doesn't work. Like it's not that's not a new thing for the NFL. And our um, good friend uh, Carl Treffers is in that one as well. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I'm going to say Bills. Bills in a close one. Right, I'm going Bengals with that one. Uh, right, then. You've all been waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jags at the Chiefs. What we're going with here. Are you going blowout or are you going a tight game after what we've just said? I think I'm going to go blowout. I think, I think I'm yeah, I think there's going to be so much talk about this being a tight game. Yeah. And all week is going to be like, oh, the Jags are going to run the Chiefs close and you're going to get these morons that are going to go on football morning on game day morning and stuff like that and they're going to say, Jags oh, the Jags win. are going to win. Jags are going to win just because it's the funky, like, hip, hip uh, pick to make, even yeah. though they don't believe it. And I think the Chiefs are just going to come out the blocks, and they're just going to fire out the blocks, and they're just going to blow the they're going to blow the Jags away, like yeah. from the very beginning. I think the Jags will score points, but I think the Chiefs will just be relentless with the amount of points they're scoring. You like you remember like oh, when obviously wait, do you remember when when they went twenty four nil down to the Texans, oh, and God, then just yeah. a relentless run of scoring where they run out of fireworks. I think we're going to see that from the off. Mm. I think Kadarius Tony is going to have a monster of a game. I think he's got potential to be like the X factor uh, on the Chiefs in the playoff. Him, Jared McKinnon, obviously that guy called Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones. There's a few guys there that look poised to make like genuine, tangible impacts on the NFL players. And I think he's one of them. So yeah, I'm going to say a blowout. I'm going to say the Chiefs win 42-24. And... 42-24? Yeah, I I, I expect a lot of points from the Chiefs and I I expect turnovers to be created by the Chiefs defense as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Chiefs, yeah. especially the pass rush, is going to get to, uh, to yeah. Trevor Lawrence and just just completely upset him. I think. Yeah. I think that that is the main thing, the main key that they've got to uh, try and attempt at this is upset the QB, and I think everything else falls into place. I think with yeah. this, and Chris Jones is going to be the absolute diamond in this. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I might go with a blowout as well. Um, it's crazy because we've just been talking about oh we fear that you know the, the Jags are going to come in and they're going to do all of this but um, I think you're right I think I think when all, when it all comes down to it it's business at the end of the day business is business and I think Patrick Mahomes knows his business right then a lot to get through tonight sorry were you talking to me then I was reading you, you, some you more comments about Phil Rivers, Rivers. <laughs> that's your night sorted isn't it yeah. <laughs> there's no there's actual there's an actual debate going on in the comment section now between Marino and Phil Rivers. Oh, it's all kicking off. <laughs> not literally, there's not Dan Marino and Phil Rivers sitting in the, <laughs> the uh, comment section. Yes, there's I am. People, no, I'm not. People yes, arguing I am. for no, uh, either of them, and yeah, just yeah. no. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go join in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that though, then, uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of your favourite Chiefs podcasts. And when you get a minute, head over to our website, www.arrowheadpride.com, for more in-depth news and articles on your beloved Chiefs. All that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Mm -hmm.